Welcome to the Progressive Ethos Podcast. Thank you for investing your time to grow the best version of you. Progressive Ethos, empowering people to achieve their very best. Hello. Today I want to talk to you about the effects of mineral deficiencies on your health. So, you know, minerals are one of many nutrients your body needs to prevent disease and to really operate at its most efficient state. Uh, but the thing about minerals is your body does not produce minerals at all. And so you really have to get them through your diet. So your, your body really only needs a small amount of minerals. But if you have inadequate amount of, of certain minerals, they can have very uh, serious and sometimes even life-threatening effects on your health. You know, these include you know, risk of multiple diseases. So uh, the lack you know, can also cause mild symptoms like poor energy level, productivity. Uh, problems and kind of mental foggy, fogginess. So it, it's really important that you, you really can't underestimate the importance of consuming enough minerals. So what are some of the causes of, of mineral deficiencies? Well, the most common cause is you're just not getting enough from your diet. And, and some diets can even put you at higher risk. So common causes or risk factors that include if your diet is really kind of junk-based diet or you're really not eating healthy foods. Um, another uh, risk is if you're on a low calorie diet. So if you're doing uh, weight loss plans or something like that, or if you have an eating disorder and you start eating enough, uh, that puts you at risk for mental deficiencies. As we get older, we often have a, a decrease in our appetite. So uh, older uh, people are more risk of nutrient deficiencies because they just aren't eating enough. And then various kind of uh, diets. So if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, or if you have particular food allergies, um, you may may be deficient in, in certain minerals just because you're not eating uh, uh, the items that are required to, to get certain minerals. And then if you have digestion or absorption problems, this is also an increased risk of mineral deficiencies for things like alcoholism. If you've had you know, digestive tract surgery, such as a part of your small bowel removed, uh, certain medications like diuretics, laxatives, and acids, and antibiotics all affect absorption. And if you have diseases of the intestine, liver, kidney, pancreas, gallbladder, that's also going to affect your absorption. And then you may have uh, increased requirements of certain minerals. So, for instance, Women need, women need more iron when they are pregnant and menstruating. Um, so it's also what kind of state you are in your life and, and what minerals you're needing and how much you're eating. So what are some common types of mineral deficiencies? Well, the health effects are gonna be dependent on really what, what is missing in the mineral or what mineral you're missing. So let's begin with calcium. So calcium deficiency. So calcium plays vital roles in development and maintenance of strong bone and teeth. Also plays vital roles in proper functioning of your heart, muscles, marrows, and blood vessels. Most adults need around 1,000 milligrams of calcium daily. Um, the women over 50 and men over 70 actually need more, around 1,200 milligrams of calcium. You can eat calcium through bone fish, beans, dairy products, dark leafy vegetables, and calcium-fortified products like cereal and juices. Now, the amount of calcium in your blood is very well controlled 
and your body stores any excess calcium in your bones. So if you become calcium deficient, your bones are going to release this calcium, this stored calcium. And so you, you're not going to really see a lot of symptoms at the beginning because the calcium level in your blood will be maintained normal because it's pulling calcium out of your, your bones. However, you know, long-term deficiency uh, means that you're pulling more calcium in your bones. It's going to leave you with softer, brittle bones. And this is why, you know, most common symptom of calcium deficiency is something called rickets in children and osteoporosis in adults. And really both of these uh, increase the risk of fractures uh, because of weakening of the bones. Other symptoms of severe calcium deficiency include muscle cramps, numbness, tingling, uh, fatigue, and poor appetite, and irregular heart uh, rhythms. So calcium is very important. The next uh, mineral is iron. So uh, dietary iron, it's essential for hemoglobin production. And hemoglobin is a protein that delivers oxygen to your tissues. So iron is also part of proteins and enzymes that your body needs to be healthy. There's kind of two types of dietary iron. There's what's called heme iron. This is very well absorbed by the body and, and is really only found in, in animal type foods or, or foods that are based on animal or meat. So red meat is especially rich in this type of iron. Other uh, excellent sources include organ meat like liver, um, shellfish like clams and oysters, and then uh, canned sour beans is also a good source of the heme iron. Now the other type of iron is the non-heme iron. It's more common and it's found in both animal and plant food or plant-based food but it's not easily absorbed as much as the, the heme iron. So it's, it's more, more prevalent, but your body doesn't absorb it as well. So uh, good sources of the non-heme iron include beans, seeds like pumpkin, sesame, and then dark leafy vegetables. You know, iron deficiency is one of the most common mineral deficiencies globally. And it, it, it really affects over 25% of the world's population. The deficiency usually develops slowly and results in anemia, which will make you tired, out of breath, uh, even with minimal physical exertion. However, there are certain groups of people that are more prone to iron deficiency. This includes children, uh, which will impair their social and cognitive development. Women, it affects about 30% of menstruating women because of the monthly blood loss. It also affects up to about 42% of young pregnant women as they're, they're requirements go up. Iron deficiency anemia during pregnancy increase the risk of death for both the mother and low uh, birth weights for infants. Another risk group is vegetarians or vegans uh, because they predominantly consume non-heme iron, which like I said is poorly absorbed. So adult men and women over 50 need about eight milligrams of iron daily and adult women below 50 need about 18 milligrams. Now, iron deficiency can produce symptoms like weakness, impaired immunity, and de decreased uh, brain function. Interesting, vitamin C actually improves iron absorption. So eating vitamin C-rich foods like oranges, bell peppers, kale, uh, with other iron-rich foods can help maximize your iron absorption. So here's a little bit of a word of caution as we talk about these. Uh, most of these minerals, if not all, uh, you can find in supplement form. And I'll talk a little bit more about that, but specifically with iron, you must be extremely cautious 
uh, and really don't take the supplements of iron unless you really need it. Uh, and that's because excessive iron can be extremely harmful for you. So just because it's something that's sold over the counter and you don't need a prescription for it, doesn't necessarily mean it's something that's not without potential harmful effects. The next thing I wanna talk about is iodine deficiency. So iodine is essential for normal thyroid function and the production of thyroid hormones. Thyroid hormones there involved basically in vital processes like growth, bone maintenance, brain development, and thyroid hormones also control your metabolic rate. So iodine is also essential in pregnancy and infancy because that's for healthy growth and cognitive development in children. So most adults need about 150 micrograms of iodine per day. And some good sources include fish, eggs, dairy products, and seaweed. Now, the most common symptom of, of uh, iodine deficiency is goiter. That's really just enlarged thyroid gland. Um, iodine deficiency can cause weight gain, shortness of breath, increased heart rate, and severe deficiencies can also cause serious harm in children and, and really result in intellectual disability and developmental uh, abnormalities. So, Iron deficiency is one of the most common mineral deficiencies. It affects nearly a third of the world's population. Uh, fortunately, there are uh, many countries that have made fortifying uh, table salt with iodine mandatory, and this has significantly helped reduce the incidence of iodine deficiency. So, you know, according to the uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, about 86% of the households worldwide now are consuming iodized salt, meaning salt has iodine. Next thing I want to talk about is magnesium and magnesium deficiency. So magnesium controls many of your, your body's functions, including brain, muscle, and nerve function, bone and teeth structure, blood pressure and glucose levels, protein production and energy metabolism. And in fact, there's over 300 uh, enzy enzymatic reactions that are, uh, require magnesium function. So adults typically need between 310 and 420 milligrams daily, and some uh, magnesium-rich foods include nuts, seeds, dark chocolate, whole grains, dark green leafy vegetables, and legumes. So although magnesium deficiency is not common in healthy people, there are chronic diseases where it really uh, uh, is prevalent, and there are certain medications that can trigger, trigger it. So, uh, low dietary intake and absorption problems can also result in magnesium deficiency. So, according to some studies, low magnesium levels are prevalent among high hospital uh, patients, and in fact, it can affect up to 65% of hospitalized patients. So, mild deficiency of magnesium can cause things like poor appetite, fatigue, nausea, vomiting. But in severe forms, it can lead to numbness, tingling to the extremities, migraines, restless leg syndrome, muscle cramps, seizures, and abnormal heart rates or heart rhythms. So long-term long deficiency can cause serious symptoms that can go unnoticed, such as high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, heart failure, and osteoporosis. So magnesium is something that is very important to us. So it's important that we get the diet that we're getting adequate magnesium. The next mineral I want to talk about is potassium or potassium deficiency. So potassium is essential for proper muscle contraction, heart function, and nerve and nerve transmission. So 
some enzymes also need it to function, including enzymes responsible, responsible for turning carbohydrates into energy. So adults need approximately 3,400 milligrams daily, and women need about 2,600 milligrams. Fruits and vegetables like bananas, plums, beets, green leafy vegetables, avocados, potatoes are all excellent sources of potassium. And then orange juice and nuts are also rich in potassium. So excessive fluid loss is actually the most common cause of potassium deficiency. So prolonged vomiting, uh, kidney dysfunction, uh, medication like diuretics can all cause uh, uh, potassium deficiency. Some symptoms of potassium deficiency include weakness, muscle cramps, constipation, bloating, and abdominal pain. Severe, defic severe deficiencies can cause muscle paralysis or irregular heart rhythms that actually can result in death. So, you know, potassium is pretty important. The next item is zinc and zinc deficiency. So, uh, this mineral plays a role in many areas of the body's metabolism, including wound healing, protein, and DNA synthesis. It also supports proper growth and development during pregnancy, childhood, and adolescence. And zinc has been shown to promote immune function. So it can help you resist infectious diseases like diarrhea and pneumonia. Adult men need about 11 milligrams daily and women require about eight milligrams daily. Good sources of zinc include red meat, poultry, dairy products, whole grains, beans, nuts, seafood like oysters. Zinc deficiency can impair your immunity, which makes you more prone to infections. It also slows down uh, children's growth. It can also cause loss of taste, smell, and appetite. So how do we manage mineral deficiencies? Well, it depends on what the mineral is and also the severity, but also the underlying cause of the deficiency. But really, uh, through diet modification, you're, you're able to address most of this. So it's really just about eating the right foods and knowing what those foods are. Um, sometimes you do have to supplement uh, various forms of these these minerals. I would advise you then that, that talk to a healthcare professional to kind of decide what the best course of action is, specifically if you're trying to manage underlying medical conditions. But again, you know, eating the right foods in the right quantity is really uh, the best way to uh, address any minor deficiencies, and that's understanding what the, the foods are. Uh, so you may seek the guidance of like a dietitian or a nutritionist on helping you identify what foods contain what minerals that you need. Now again, on supplements, you know, I, I said earlier that, that all these things uh, are available in a supplement form. But again, just because they're available, you know, we have prescription or anything like that, doesn't mean that they they don't have potential harmful side effects. So really, I caution people on trying to make sure they have an adequate intake of these different minerals through a regular diet, whole foods kind of uh, diet. And then obviously if you have illnesses or something that's causing you to have a, a deficiency, then, then you may need to take supplements. But again, too much can be harmful, you know, so therefore I advise, you know, see the counsel with your healthcare provider. Um, the best thing to do is to, to prevent mineral deficiencies. That's really the best approach. And how you do that, like I said, is really eat a, a balanced diet that basically contains whole mineral-rich foods. And so uh, if, if you have a good, healthy diet, you shouldn't have uh, 
any of these deficiencies, but uh, unfortunately, sometimes we're on medication or have other chronic illnesses, it does affect that. And so there is a place for supplements, uh, but again, it's not routinely needed. So the big part here is just to make sure you're eating a, a well-balanced diet, fresh, nutritious foods. And again, highly processed foods should be avoided and understanding what, what medicines you're on and how they impact your body is also essential. But at the end of the day, it's really about understanding yourself and then uh, making adjustments in those whole foods till you're getting adequate nutrition. With that, remember, your health and wellness journey is something that you know, we're all on and we're at different uh, areas in that journey, but in the end, it's, it's up to us to make sure we're doing everything we can. Important thing to remember that is that it's on you, which means you're empowered to be healthy. And that means that, that you get to choose this. So just remember, when it comes to your health and wellness, you've got it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Progressive Ethos Podcast. Together, we'll grow the very best version of you. Progressive Ethos empowering people to achieve their very best.